Like league So tell them what you just told me. Tell them. Are we gonna do the intro? We just we just went straight into it. No, we talk. We trying to figure out what we're gonna talk about. Tell them what you just. You, you literally, you, literally, you didn't hear about it? I heard everything he said. That's why I'm laughing. But if we on, if we record, I guess I got to speak on it. But, but, but why is this any different? We, okay. Let me know when we're recording. How are, they, how are they rating these players, though, is, is, is my question. The end, and Madden changes the rankings throughout the year. So, like, if you play the game, and let's say, like, Cooper Cup wouldn't have been rated where he was rated. Yeah where he ultimately finished. But throughout the year, as he got better, Madden gives you downloads that will change the ratings of every player. No, but this is not helpful for me then. This is not helpful for me as far as a projection standpoint or projecting it's just like which players are Except they got Tyler Boyd over it. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Maybe you should revisit. Hey, maybe I should. Maybe I should. Maybe I, don't you should know. Revisit. <laughs> I won't, but maybe I should. <laughs> Welcome to First and Fifteen, the only podcast that's trying to get you paid. I'm here with two-time FFPC champion AB. Alongside him is my guy Dio the Machine. Guys, right now AB is in a main uh, draft. Yeah, he man, is on the clock right now. I'm on the clock, main, main event, main event yeah. draft. I'm on uh, the clock with FFPC. Guys, before we kind of talk about who's on the board and who he should be drafting. Please, right now, smash that like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Like, rate, subscribe this uh, this episode. Trust me, it helps us out. All right, so who's available right now? You're the number one pick in the draft. Had the number one pick. You took C-Mac. I did take C-Mac. That's a discussion. Like, cause, uh, you want to speak on that, or we're going to go to the pick first? I mean, it's not we should speak on it, because I think it's a terrible pick, but go ahead. Why is it a terrible pick? Because how many times does C-Mac have to burn you before like, you say, you know what, I'm going to take somebody But the else. funny thing is I feel like, you know, we just we all have such short memories, you know. I really do. I feel like before Eckler broke out last year, he had the injury issue or he yep. had the issue of constantly being hurt, constantly missing games, and the fear that he could not make it through an entire season. And I think he did miss about a game or two last year, but overall – Produced at you know um, you know the top four top five overall back. The thing with running backs in my mind is I don't expect any of them to play all sixteen seventeen games. Like I really don't. Not even Jonathan Taylor. And I understand how sturdy he's been. But you are you know you were uh, a beast and uh, a bell cow until you're not. You know you were you know healthy and a workhorse until you were not. So that was C Mac at one point. C Mac was someone who was you know. Uh, getting uh, 20 plus touches a game at times, mm-hmm. producing at you know crazy NFL numbers, all time numbers, uh, and then just had a run of injuries. But the thing about his injuries to me, yeah, some of them have been soft tissue and may creep around, but none of them have been anything like an Achilles, an ACL, broken bones, things like that. And really, over the last two years, he's seen limited touches. Mm-hmm. So when I was you know, trying to decide between Jonathan Taylor and C-Mac, it came down to a couple different things. One, it's a PPR format, okay? okay. So right off the bat, you know, understanding that Jonathan Taylor has to somewhat share that backfield with Naheem Hines, a prolific pass-catching back, and they've already talked him up mm-hmm. this year. For me, that was a little bit of a pause because it's not so much can Jonathan Taylor finish number one. He can. He finished number one last year, right? But that number one is not something that I covet. That's not something, you know, years in, years past when C-Mac was the overall consensus number one, when you had that number one pick, mm-hmm. you had a significant advantage. When LaDainian Tomlinson was that number one overall pick, when you had the number one pick, you had a significant advantage. So that's how I see it. Like, I'm, when I'm looking at the two, I'm thinking to myself, who has the most likelihood to absolutely smash? This is not a home league. This is not me just trying to beat 12 other guys. This is me trying to beat thousand other players so really i'm gonna go for the guy who has the most upside and i will risk it when the trend is running back by committee and we have a guy who has had serious injuries two Mm -hmm. years back to back i see them bringing you know what the nba calls load management to carolina 
Dio, like, do you think that he's really going to get? And I disagree Bell-Kyle, with that, but go ahead. Bell Cow back, back, kind of, you know, production. Like, do you see him actually getting those kind of carries? I do, I do. I mean, what you're saying right there, as far as that whole scenario you brought up, as far as you know, low management and they're probably not using him as much. Mm-hmm. It's really all just speculation on your part. Yeah, you really it's all speculation. You yeah. really haven't uh, seen any evidence showing that that's their plan. I mean, yeah, they brought in a backup running back, but, you know, every team has backup running backs. Um, Foreman himself has come off a major injury, mm-hmm. probably Achilles. a worse injury than what C-Mac has ever mm-hmm. came, uh, come back from. Um, and, and regardless, even if they manage his, his, you know, his touches, every time C-Mac has been on the field, he's produced, you know, fantasy production. Amazing. Quite yeah. a bit, you yeah. know. Uh, I think p- points per, per game last year, I think he was in the 20s last yeah. year. Of course, injuries happen. I'm not one to kind of bet on injuries or try to avoid injuries because anybody can get injured. You know, somebody is healthy until they're not, you know. And yeah. Nobody it, thought Dobbins was going down. Nobody thought Akers was going down. Anybody right. can go down. So, yeah. I mean, but at the same time, yes, you know, if you were to use, you know, your, to some extent, common sense, as a coaching staff, you probably would look at the situation and say, okay, we've had C-Mac with this workload that he's had all these years. It, it kind of seems like it's, it's kind of wearing down on him a little bit. Maybe not use him as much. But even if he's not used as much, I think an 80%, 75%, even 60% C-Mac is still a very valuable fantasy player. And this is the thing. But it's a number one pick value. Yes, yes, this is the thing. I don't want him to get all the touches. Please, Dante Foreman, please come in and get some of these, these carries in between the 20s. You know, these low-value fantasy touches. You know, yes, come in and get this, like, short yardage, you know, third and inches. Yes. You know, C-Mac, you sit on the bench. Let Dante Foreman take that impact. Let him take those blows. Those, to me, are so low-level touches that I don't care. That's not what I'm worried about. The other thing about it, too, is, like, I think Amir Abdullah leaving is actually huge for them Hmm. because Chuba Hubbard was not someone who was very – who was all that great in a passing game, not someone who was all that great in pass protection – the other thing, too, is, like, you got to look at the current state of the, of the Panthers, okay? Mm-hmm. They believe that they are a playoff team. That head coach, that GM are under fire. They're on the hot seat right now. They went out and traded for another quarterback because yeah. they're in win-now mode, right? Yeah. So, for me, like, you only get 17 games, okay, to try and make it into the playoffs, mm-hmm. all right? And they play in a division with the Saints, and with the Bucks, mm-hmm. So they can't sit here and be cute and say, okay, we're going to limit T-Mac. We're going to, you know, manage his workload, you know, for the first half of the season. They can't play it that safe, okay? They don't have yeah. the luxury of doing that. But the other thing, too, is there's also been reports about T-Mac, you know, he's, you know, the typical stuff that you would hear, but he said he's kind of learn, learning how to, you know, better manage his body. I think there was reports mm-hmm. of him talking with Falk. There's reports of them, like, minimizing and managing his practice load as opposed to his in-game load. But really, when it comes down to it, who's catching the majority of the passes? Who's seeing the majority of the uh, red zone goal line work? To me, that's all C-Mac. That's all C-Mac. I mean, you, you can't tell me that a guy who has, like, a father who's a former NFL player doesn't know how to manage his body, and, and he's learning that from His father another, didn't play running back. But his father... His father didn't play running back. Yeah, but that doesn't matter, though. It does I matter. Mean, like, that's, that's PR. I'm, I'm sorry, that's man, like my but, That's like my dad being a lawyer... And I'm a physician, and my dad's like trying to give me advice on being a physician. They're two different things. So I think the, I think what y'all the real question here is the fact that Abby took C Mac at number one, mm-hmm. and that's where your question because if, right. if Abby right. took C Mac at number four or two, you wouldn't even be questioning, or even yeah. two, you probably wouldn't even question as much. Um, and that and I think that then boils down to philosophy. Right. You know? Yep, yep. Abby had the number one pick. Mm-hmm. All right, consensus thus far has been. Jonathan Taylor be the number one pick. Now, mm-hmm. we've all seen C-Mac be taking number one, Jefferson being taken number one, Cup being taken number one, here and there. You know, yeah. not often, right. but we've seen it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not crazy to have seen it and it's like, oh, my God, this person's insane. Yeah. It's just they had a different variation, yeah. whether it be their, um, a a mass um, you know, gamer where yeah. they play a lot of games and they're like, okay, I've had JT before. Let me go with somebody else. Yeah. Uh, or maybe they just don't believe in JT. You know, mm-hmm. personally, when you have the number one pick in my mind this year, mm-hmm. I don't think it matters where you go. Like, and when I say that, I mean, I wouldn't even bat an eye if somebody took Jamar Chase at number one, Diggs at number one, Eckler yeah. at number one, 
Henry at number one, Cook at number one, yeah. C.D. Lamb at number one. Because when you get that number one pick, I don't think anybody should feel boxed in and like, okay, because I have this pick, this is what I have to do. Yeah, I really think when you have the number one pick, what you really should feel like is, okay, I can start to make my team however way I want to make my team, mm-hmm. you know? And if you feel like, yeah, people are valued certain ways, but, man, C.D. Lamb is the number one target for the Cowboys. He's probably yeah. going to get this big – a target share. Um, he's talented. He's probably going to ascend. I believe yeah. in uh, CD Lamb. I'm going to take CD Lamb. CD yeah. Lamb number one. Mm-hmm. I, I won't even trip because yeah. not only you say I'm going to get my guy that you know hashtag GYG yeah. get your guy, yeah. mm-hmm. but you're also then doing a kind of a unique build. Yeah, because you're not yeah. seeing CD Lamb taking number one off. Yeah. you're mm-hmm. not seeing Derrick Henry taking number yeah. one. Yeah. Well, at the same time, a year ago during the season, we were seeing Derrick Henry dominate. Yeah. yeah. So when you have the number one pick, I mean, I, I really feel like. It doesn't matter who you take because even if Jonathan Tabor, Taylor is the number one running back next year, there's going to be a week where he's not the number one score at the running back position, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he might be the number five, he might be the number 10, he might be the number yeah. two. When it's all said and done and we're in the tournament, if he's not the one that takes you over that finish line, it's not mm-hmm. going to matter anyways. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. so so Abby took C-Mac. He believes in C-Mac. He believes in that ceiling. Great. Abby knows C-Mac is not going to be the number one scorer every single week. Right. But for him, he's trying to give himself the best chance. You know, and he, yeah. he, he views C-Mac being a better option for that yeah. than, than John It ultimately Taylor. comes down to upside, okay? And y'all know I'm a risky player. So when it comes to, like, things like injuries, as long as I know he's not coming off of an ACL, an Achilles, I'm, I'm, I'm fine taking him and risking and rolling the dice with taking him number one overall, you mm-hmm. know? So, so, Chris, who would you take number one overall? Uh, I'll probably take JT number one overall. I, I mean, like, it's chalk, but I like do you that see, Do you line. see it as a safe pick or do you see it as an upside pick? I still see the upside because now they have Matt Ryan who will dump it off to running backs. So, you see it as we an upside pick. We haven't seen JT necessarily be that kind of back out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. But with Matt Ryan now as the quarterback, I, I still see some upside there with JT. Even with them paying Naheem Hines and talking up about, you know, the coach literally said draft Naheem Hines this year. Yeah. He literally said that. So, but, and this That's, is the last. But, but you can't feel, well, I don't want to let it. All right. You talked about Aaron Jones, right? Yeah. You can't feel that way and still be high on certain running backs that you feel high on. I, so like Aaron, Aaron Jones, when again we're when talking about a Dylan PPR. Again, we're talking about a PPR format. This is a, mm-hmm. this is the difference. Who's the likely? Who's going to see more uh, receptions, Dylan or or Aaron Jones? You know, most likely. So Aaron Jones. so I'm choosing the re, you know the receiving running back because those fantasy points are worth a lot more. Those fantasy touches are worth a lot more than just your typical carries. And Aaron Jones, it, no one talks about it, but Aaron Jones is lethal at the goal line. And it's for a couple of different so reasons. So Dylan, though. Well, do you not, think- not as good as Aaron Jones. He's not as good as Aaron Jones. So people like the, people view Aaron Jones as this big bully. And yes, I grant it. Yes. Can he get in the goal line? Sure. But this is the thing about players like Aaron Jones and players like C-Mac, why they're so good at the goal line. is because they are good in between the tackles. They know how to get in the end zone. But then they also have the threat of leaking outside. And yes, Dylan can catch passes, but not as well as Aaron Jones. And so for me, that's why I so high on Aaron Jones, okay? Okay, right, so right, real right, quick. Because mm-hmm. yeah. we got away from really the initial question. Yeah. That's what I was going to get us back to. Guys. Now that we've established you took C-Mac with your first Oh, pick. wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Last, last, this is the last thing that I'm going to say. <laughs> this is the last thing I'm going to say. Let's not, for, let's not forget, the likelihood of the overall wide receiver one from the previous year repeating is low. What's mm-hmm. even lower is the overall RB1 repeating the following year. So we're going to play this game about probability of injuries, which we literally like is just a random guess and roll of the dice. Like there's no statistics that you can really point towards that are going to you know, provide that are going to actually be somewhat valid or statistically significant. But we can look at historical data and see that that number one overall running back has a low likelihood of finishing number one. And maybe sometimes that's just due to because he just got so many touches the year before that put him over the edge. But, you know, there's variance there. So we can play that game both ways. I'd be more concerned if this was the third year that JT like was coming okay, in as number okay, one. Yeah, that's, right. that's fair enough. We've seen Derrick Henry fair like enough. do it two years. Fair ago. enough. Fair enough. All right, all right, all right. So you took C Mac as yeah. number one pick. You have two picks. I got two picks to make. Uh, are you going to go running back or receiver? Do you want to go robust uh, running back here? Because now, like, this is the time for you to really determine what your build is going to yeah. be. Yeah. 
as uh, this is the most said. essential time. Yeah, that first pick honestly didn't even matter. <laughs> didn't even matter. It's didn't this really pick matter. that's really going to determine what matter. type of team he's so, going to have. So okay, so you're going to put up the boards for mm-hmm. uh, for, for the uh, audience, uh, the viewing audience to see. Make so, sure you don't show the names. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, right now, you know, MIQ. Uh, again, I'm you know pick two twelve and and three one back. Well, back. you can say who was. Oh, they can see it. I was gonna say yeah, you yeah, can say yeah. who was he, taken. Okay, he yeah, was yeah. taken. So you know if you just you know if you sort by ADP, uh, players at the top of the board: Leonard Fournette, mm-hmm. uh, T Higgins, Keenan Allen, Travis Etienne, Nick Chubb, Michael Pittman, AJ Brown, Alvin Kamara, Darren Waller, James Conner, DJ Moore, Mike Williams. Uh, so for me, like this is. I hate drafting number one. Mm-hmm. Like I literally hate it because I it's feel the like the worst pick this year. <laughs> like I really a, believe it's the worst there pick. There is this a year. tear drop off. Yeah. But you know, but uh news comes out, and this is that time of season where, you know, a player can like drop a full round uh of ADP uh just based off of a, a random report from yeah. a month ago that people don't realize. Yeah, I need to stop listening to all this fluff, man. <laughs> I mean, nothing some of but, it, it's nothing you know, but fluff out right now. So some of it, like you want to react to, some of it you don't want to react. Don't to. Don't react to none one, of it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. We differ don't react on that. to none we, of it. We differ on that. Just go to sleep, but, hibernate, and come back. Yeah. on August first. So I'm telling you, you know, a player like Leonard Fournette, I, I currently have zero shares of, and it's not necessarily because I'm completely out on it. Uh, like I can see all the bullish cases for Fournette. I think we think of him as this old back, but he really isn't all that well, old. Fournette and C-Mac came in the same draft. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he really isn't all that old. So it's not like I'm, you know, cho- you're choosing his back that's like, you know, just done. He, got, he did get a contract, okay? Um, and, we, you know, we see him in this offense that, number one, loves to pass the ball, mm-hmm. okay? They love to target their running backs. They do it at a very, very high percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they lost weapons. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a huge target void in this offense. So... Although he's not someone that I've targeted, I've liked other running backs. It's also been a running back that, like, really, like, when I've tried to get him on my squad, he's, you know, someone has already taken him. So he's kind of at the bottom of the tier, but still someone I'm willing to take. So I'm, I'm kind of eyeing him. Uh, and then the third tick is, you know, the third pick for me is, is a little tough. So, you know, do I want to get two running backs? So you set it on Fernandez, is what you're saying? Possibly. I, you know, okay. I think my third pick, you know, will kind of dictate my – Second pick. To that some makes degree. no sense. But okay. <laughs> makes no sense at all. <laughs> it makes kinda, no sense whatsoever. I know what that looks like. Yeah. I mean, you got to no think. You got to think ahead. So I'm trying to think about you know what's going to be there in rounds you know Three. four, four and five. <laughs> <laughs> what's going to be there in rounds four or five? So so you know me you know who basically okay yeah whoever I'm picking these you know with these two picks I got to decide you know I got to have a plan of action moving forward. So. Um, I think I'm a. I think I'm. A, I think I think I got the guy. Okay. okay. Um, Suspense is killing everybody. Right, yeah. Right, right, right. You know, I played around a lot in drafts, particularly the football guys. I shouldn't say play around. It's a lot of money. Uh, but I've uh, experimented, okay, and have gone a number of different wide receivers. And I like these wide receivers. I just don't see these wide receivers as truly elite. I don't feel like I'm stealing a T. Higgins drafting him at uh, the 3-1. I don't feel like I'm stealing A.J. Brown drafting him at the 3-1 because these are plenty of guys that I've gotten, you know, almost damn near in the fourth round as well. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of goes back to my C-Mac pick. Mm-hmm. With these picks, I want upside. Who's going to be able to get me the most points, okay? A.J. Brown. You, say what? Go ahead. <laughs> A.J. Brown? Are you an A.J. Brown fan? I didn't know that. I was an A.J. Brown truth the last yeah, year. What I mean, are you talking had, about? I mean, that was last year, though. No, that don't change. I know, I know. You're a talent, you're a talent, you're a talent over situation. It don't change. So, yeah. look, look. I, I think I'm a couple of hours in. I know they're waiting for me to uh, select this pick. The other question, though, was Nick Chubb. Before I select these two players, yeah. Nick Chubb. I mean, sell me on Nick Chubb, okay? Because I, for me personally, I, it's just it's hard for like I. I'm not going to even, you know, go get into how much we lo- everybody loves Nick Chubb. Everybody thinks he's like a top 2, top 3 overall back. Mm-hmm. But just the splits, the, you know, the amount of snap, the snap percentage when everyone is healthy, him and Hunt are healthy, that 50, 55, 45, like that's tough. But like that's for me thing. to you don't think <laughs> that Aaron Jones and Diller won't have the same But split? again, if 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 he got that and the receiving work Automatic smash. I'd probably be drafting him in the second round. But Hunt is getting the majority of those receptions. And Hunt is seeing a, seeing a lot of red zone. And Hunt is really good, too. Hunt, like, has, you know. So, 
it makes it like really hard for me to like just pick them because I worry about on a week to week basis if they're both healthy. Hunt may be the one who gets the touchdowns. We already know he's getting the third down work in the receptions. And we know they want to kind of keep them healthy. We know they like this. You know, the far majority of games last year, we saw the top running back, you know, rarely ever get over 60% of the yeah. snaps. Okay? So that, to me, worries me. But, I mean, I don't know. I've seen y'all take Nick Chubb, and it's not like I'm opposed to him at, you know, certain aspects of the draft. But mm-hmm. at the 3-1, it seems rich. Well, I don't know. What do what you think, Dale? I love Chubb. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. So everything it's I just said is like, yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, is Hunt not talented? So what happens That's when you cool, have two talented running backs? I've never been concerned with Hunt. I think a lot of backup running backs are talented. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not really a thing. I'm, I'm never concerned about the backup. Yeah. And if a team wants to spell their, their starter, then, then cool. I feel like it makes the starter even more potent when they actually come back in the game. Mm-hmm. And we've seen Chubb have these second halves where he's just like trucking boys. You know, yeah. it's like, man. That's true. You know, 60-yard touchdown all of a sudden true, just running man. up the gap. So, for me, Chubb is more a bet on talent. Um, yeah, you know, he's had those instances where he doesn't get a big, big share of the touches, but he's still been valuable like his whole career. He's never really had a high percentage of the touches. We don't know what happens this year. What if the coaches actually do decide, hey. Oh, we got breaking news. We got breaking news. What? We what? got breaking news. <laughs> what? What like, y'all know I stay on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Uh, so Tom Brady has a new tight end. And we talked about oh, this. Yeah, we yep. talked about Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, not no no big surprise. So how much that changes the you know moves the needle or not? I think it's significant. I uh, think it is too. because it's, you yeah. know with with to me like mm. we knew somebody was coming in, mm-hmm. but for me like the idea like <laughs> what stopped the show breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> Kyle Rudolph. No, but I think it's significant because <laughs> what it does is like now you have a tight end who can block who can see the field, like, who may see the majority of the snaps. And if you're just a receiving tight end, like, and you're not on the field, like, that limits your touches. Okay? I feel like he's old. So, he, he's I think that's good for everyone else. So I, I, like the, I like the Kyle Rudolph. I like the Kyle Rudolph uh, addition for Mike Evans. I like it for Leonard Fournette. I don't I know. Like I think he's over here. I don't, I don't know if he's going to really bring much to the team at all. He didn't do much for the Giants last year. They brought him in for blocking. I think he's still a good blocker. But that's mm-hmm. the thing. We want him to block. That's yeah, what I think uh, it's good for everybody else. I, I got to look into it a little bit deeper, but I'm, I, mm. I really don't push the needle much at all. Yeah. Man, all right, so make but, uh, these picks, man. <laughs> like, these picks. Right. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I, I'm high on Chubb. You know, and, and, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you're not and, worried about the receptions, though? And, and, no, 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 no. He's never had receptions. Like, we like Chubb now, and he's never had what you're saying he lacks. I know, he's so, never had receptions. So, so. so, because we never had and he still proved to have the type of value he has, it's almost like... What you're saying is his his floor, we, and he's been at the floor. Mm-hmm. If he did one, all of a sudden get receptions. Like Derrick Henry last year. Mm-hmm. We used to always say Derrick Henry got no reception. Derrick Henry what didn't it, have a, uh, a Kareem Hunt on his team. No, no, no. I, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the fact that we were the narrative was Derrick Henry didn't catch the ball. And that narrative could, changed last year, though. That was like a and, big and thing. And that's the point I'm making. But prior to the season, the narrative was he didn't catch the ball. Then the season happened, and he was actually catching the no, ball. No, what I'm saying is like the narrative before the season was like he was going to catch more passes. I don't, I don't remember him. All I'm saying is, as far as the issue with Henry was, he didn't catch the ball much. You know, and mm-hmm. and, and that changed for him last year. Now I'm not betting that it's going to change for Chubb this year. But if it did change for Chubb. With that possibility, That's a big that bet, thing man. increases. It's not a bet. I'm not betting at all. Yeah. All I'm saying is. Chubb's value right now, I'm okay with knowing he doesn't get catches, but if he did get catches, it's yeah. like I'm actually stealing at that point. And where you're getting Chubb now, now where you're picking, I wouldn't pick Chubb at 301. That's what that, that's literally what I'm talking about. I'm no, not, you asked me why I like Chubb. I would not pick Chubb See, at 301. I mean, I think, yeah, I'm not saying pick Chubb at yeah, 301. No, that's, I, I, and, 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 I, I would just tell you why I, I like Chubb this year. I like Chubb as too. As far as your 301, I just told you who I think you should but take that, a 301. But look, I, li- I like well, Chubb well, too. I AJ like, Brown. Look, I yeah, like so Chubb. So you're taking All right. I like Chubb too. Okay, mm-hmm. I like Chubb too. But it's not about whether I like Chubb; it's where I like Chubb. Oh, I didn't. I didn't say take him okay. at three hundred one. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't say take him. I'm waiting for you to say who you pick. Who you picking? So like you'd go Fournette and and AJ I don't Brown. even think I like Fournette. Yeah, me. Oh, see now y'all. Now y'all. How do y'all feel about? I just want to hear who he's going to take. Like the suspense is killing me. Like <laughs> like who is it going to be? But does the report about his weight change anything? Or you like not really? Like, no, no but not remember, at all. not at all. We talked about Fournette a few weeks ago. The thing that's Concerned me about Fournette this whole time was the fact that they brought in the rookie. Yeah. You I know? the rookie. Remember, like, I told y'all the rookie. His 
his big attribute coming to the draft was he was one of the best pass catching mm-hmm. running backs in the draft, and they picked this guy in the third round. Yeah, and they talked about wanting to use him. And then remember, I was saying he had that dog in him. He made that comment like, mm-hmm. "I'm not coming here to be a backup. I'm coming here to start." Yeah, with Fournette in the fold, yeah. having that I new mean, contract. They talked Vaughn. So. They talked of Rojo. I'm honestly not worried about a rookie. Not with this particular Bucks team, where Brady is coming back to try and win a championship. That's fine. So who are you taking? Yeah. Like, that's yeah, what I'm like, trying to figure because out. Because Kamara is also still on the board too, right? He's not going to take Kamara here. I wouldn't take Kamara here? No. Why not? I don't think uh, he would. All right. So with the this, 212. This, <laughs> <laughs> bro. You all are right, not about to make the bid. All right. So I'm going to take Fournette. I'm going to take Fournette. Okay. okay. Uh, just because the receptions I can't pass up. I think with Brady, Brady trusts him. Okay, I doubt. You know, okay, I doubt, you know I doubt a rookie is. I doubt Brady is going to like a rookie coming so, in. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, go ahead. Go I ahead. just want to say this. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, ahead. I didn't like Fournette, but honestly, I I I I, I said the incorrect thing. At the type of value he's getting for Fournette now, I would take Fournette. It's like literally my first. Year, I haven't but, seen him go in the third round at all. Yeah, I should and just take. Him, Matthew, you should take him with three hundred one. Three hundred one. You should take him three hundred one because that'd be the first I ever seen him go in the third. You know what? I am going to take him in the 301. Okay, so now the question is... <laughs> Just to mess up fancy who, who mojo. Are you, who, are you taking, <laughs> who are you taking in 212? That's really where I'm curious. Better take out Kamara. Who are you taking? Kamara? You're not taking Kamara. Why you press the button <laughs> in my phone? <laughs> what? Who are you taking? Man, what's wrong with your internet? People at home I like, can't. I, I clicked it. I'm waiting on the internet. They, they can't. They can't see what you're clicking. You gotta tell the people on on the. I man, see, look, man, your internet. No, I'm laying the internet. The internet here. Look, the bro, you can, you can tell us who you're taking though. You gotta get off that Boost Mobile. Cricket, <laughs> the cricket, <laughs> cricket wireless. <laughs> That's my burner. Is Boost Mobile still around? I don't know, bro. Are you going to tell us who you're taking? I'm not going to any commercials. Look, bro, I'm trying to. Just tell us who you're taking. You can sell it. Like, here's no bearing on you clicking the button on your phone. Somebody might be listening in. They can't jump you. What are you talking about? You got the next two picks. Okay. Who are you taking? All right, there you go. All right. I just wanted to make sure that he chose the right because it froze. I wanted to make sure he didn't choose somebody random. Alvin Kamara. All right. Okay. Yeah, I took Alvin Kamara. I think, again, this you know, there's so certain we're going three running backs. That's what you're really saying. Mm-hmm. I'm going three running backs. I'm going the, three the, running backs. The, the Jeff Z I'm going three running backs. Well, I don't know about Jeff Z, but I'm going the three G- running backs to Jeff start. Jeff Z starter pack. Um, yeah, no. So Alvin Kamara, like we, you know, there's been uh, some talk about, and we discussed this months ago about you know his hearing may get pushed back and it may get pushed to after the season. So there's a chance that he may not get suspended. Mm-hmm. There's also a chance he may mix mess six games or, may, or possibly even more. It comes down to risk tolerance. And for me, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm willing to take the risk. When I feel like I can get a value, because essentially what I'm doing at, at, at this pick is thinking to myself, which one of these guys can like give me potential first-round value? Mm-hmm. And it's that simple. It's that simple. You know, this isn't a situation where he's coming off an injury or anything like that. This is a situation where we literally just don't know. We yeah. don't know. And I'm not getting a complete zero at that position anyway. So if I had to fight back, from that position, and I can fight back. Yeah, and yeah. I can draft with that understanding, knowing that, okay, maybe he misses the six games, and I can kind of, you know, uh, make certain, you know, picks to, like, you know, pick a player who may be able to slot yeah. in, you know, six. And the good thing about so, drafting suspended players is because they, they start the season with the suspension, you don't have to worry about bye exactly. weeks. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you have people that actually can't fill in instead of in the middle of the season where you got bye weeks and injuries, and you're just like, yeah. and the big thing stuck. too, Yeah, the big thing, too, is, like, they come in fresh. They come in healthy. Yeah. So, you know, we'll, 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 we'll see what it, happens. Though. Yeah. I'm you shocked know. you did it, but hey, get get your guy. Yeah. Get your guy. Get your guy. And now you're doing Fournette or you're second guessing? I'm doing Fournette. I, I can't necessarily say this is a get your guy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and get the value. Okay. So we starting off so three running backs. Three, three running, running backs. backs. All right. All right. So you went C-Mac. You went Alvin Kamara, and then you went Leonard, Leonard for now. Rolling a dice. This is what you got to do in a large field tournament. You roll dices. But let's rewind it back a bit. Yeah. Is this your well? Like I don't want to talk about how many shares of CMAC you have, but if injuries was not a serious concern, would CMAC easily be the smash button? Like I have zero shares pick? of Jonathan Taylor, and we literally had a show talking about how we should hmm. diversify. And if you get that number one pick, you just gotta take him just so you can get diverse. And I, I I couldn't do it. You know why? Because why? in a previous main that I was in, I was on the clock. I was like somewhere maybe pick six or seven, and. 
I was thinking to myself, like, you know, automatically Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook. And I was like, you know what? I'll be, you know, I'll do, you know, a few more mains. I'll probably be able to get Dalvin Cook a little bit later. Let me wait, you know. And so I chose Eckler. Mm-hmm. Okay. All the, you know, all the big five wide receivers or not big five, the big three wide receivers were already off the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, C-Mac and uh, JT were off the board. And I think even Kelsey was off the board at that point. Mm-hmm. And so I, cl- I chose Eckler and then like immediately I was upset. I regretted. I felt like a fraud. You know, we've talked up or I've talked up Dalvin Cook on this pod. And for me, like not to choose Dalvin Cook as much as I liked him, uh, like I just it hurt me. Like it hurt me. Okay. <laughs> and we play this game for fun. Yeah, I yeah. play to win. I play to win for sure. But like part of me winning is like having conviction in, you know, my you know, in, in my players, in my picks, yeah. you know, in my yeah. thought process and trusting the process. So I felt like a fraud. So I was like, you know what? I need to just give my guy. I need to like trust myself. If it don't work out, it don't work out. But I'll feel better than if I choose someone who I didn't want to choose and it doesn't work out. So mm-hmm. uh, I think, you know, I may not have a JT share. And I'm not even, I'm not fading JT. Like if mm-hmm. C-Mac, if I had the number two pick and C-Mac went number one, I'm click lock button JT. Yeah. But for me, C-Mac, it's a confident, like overall number one in mm-hmm. these large field tournaments. It's not even a question for me. All right, Dario, injuries. We're not a concern. Injuries never concern me anytime in drafting. Like, I, I don't proceed with the concern of a guy getting hurt because if I think the guy is going to get hurt, he's probably not even going to be on my board. But you have to consider past injuries when. I don't. I don't. At all. No, I don't. Come on, that's unless, crap. Unless you, they're coming you know, off a major injury. <laughs> you know who you're talking to? <laughs> yeah, come on. You act like you don't know me. Come on, man. Like he's surprised uh, by the answer. <laughs> I know. Unless they're coming off a major injury and they're literally. Working their way back to yeah. hopefully being ready for the season. When I hear stuff like that, yeah. nah, yeah. no, nah, I'm not even going to touch it. Yeah. But if a guy has been hurt in the past and he's back now, running, right. practicing, I'm not concerned with injuries at all. So last season, someone tears an ACL and they're coming back. You don't care at all that they tore. No, that's ACL what I'm saying. Right? A player like that is probably working their way back. There's nobody that tore the ACL last year that's back right now. Yeah, there's not one no, player. I mean, I, all right. So you don't care at all. Not for just just general. Like I don't draft, care about see, a, a guy's I, injury history. And I don't stuff get like it. This. You will draft Eckler, but then won't touch C Mac. Will you draft Derrick Henry? I don't, I don't have any. Eckler. You will draft Etn. Etn but, literally broke his foot. He's yeah. a running back. He runs on his foot. But now with the number broke one pick, his foot. the number one pick to me is that valuable. Right? I mean, so you like same. to play number safe one, number two, number three. Yeah. 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 Yes, like I, like I look at it like a real like, like you don't you don't want to miss draft. Yeah, like, like you like, typically don't want to miss on a number one. No, pick. that's not always the case. Nah. That's not always the case. I'm not worried everybody about, has, I'm worried about Everybody him. has their their philosophies to it. Yeah. Somebody yeah. can want a, a camp miss player, mm-hmm. and somebody can want a player that like the highest potential type player that can be a superstar. Like like um and not to change sports, but actually to change sports, but like the NBA. Yeah, remember. The year uh, Le- LeBron's draft, mm-hmm. the Pistons had the number two pick. Yeah, you know, easily they could have took Carmelo Darko, Anthony. I think, right? They could take Carmelo Anthony, who <laughs> was Darko. was somebody they they saw just take their team to the championship and in college. On but they were like, we want to take this unicorn. Yeah, and this. they regretted it exactly. Yeah, but, but that's, that's the point I'm making. Everybody has their philosophies. And this yeah. is the thing. Again, we're in a large field tournament. So at what point? Like, let me ask you personally. At what point? Like, if you're thinking, okay, this number one pick, I want to be safe. At what point in the draft do you pivot from that and like, okay, I want to go upside? Because I feel like if you're playing with During that the man- middle of the draft, but I feel like if you're playing with that mentality, at no point are you ever like thinking to yourself, okay, like. I'm going for upside. And it's not just See, with the player. It's not just with the player, but it's also with the build. Like, you may have, like, drafted, like, no running backs. But right. then, like, there's this just, like, wide receiver that you love that just slipped to you. And then in your mind, you're like, you know what? I need a running back here. Let me go draft a running back. Or, like, you see a tight end run going. But there's players on the board that you love. But you're like, I got to get this tight end. Like, at what point, like, do you feel like that philosophy, you know, continues with you throughout the draft? Because that's why I, like, from, like, the first round, I automatically start with the idea that, like, I am in it to win this whole month, like, the, the entire thing. I'm in it to win the entire thing, you know? I think, I think format and field size matters mm-hmm. a lot yeah. with this because what Abby's playing right now is a large field tournament. Mm-hmm. Thousands of players. So playing a guy that gives you a safe floor – yeah, you might be in the running, but that guy's probably not going to get you at the top of the hill. 
while he's trying to take the biggest of swings, he's at the plate every time trying to crack home runs because he wants to end you up at the end the of the year. You see the pinata, man? You see, you see this thing. <laughs> he wants to end up at the end of the year being I started at the to post open, that, open <laughs> Yeah, he wants, to, he wants to end up at the very top of the hill. And for him, if if everybody stays healthy and everybody plays their full 17, mm-hmm. for him, C-Mac is the guy that will put him at the top of the hill. See, like, I don't see it that way. I I see it as the people who really put you over the top are not the guys in those first four to five rounds. It's really those middle rounds, and that's where that's where I'm trying to target upside. Like, like the thing is, now I am not diversifying as much as I did before in those top rounds because I want those guys to be safe. I'm really trying to diversify in those middle rounds I mean, because that's where you typically find, like... I mean, everybody has their philosophy. Yeah. That's what yeah. makes you comfortable, and that's how you like to build your teams. That's fine. See, I'm never going to tell a person the way they build their teams or draft that's wrong because every every strategy can work if you pick the right guys. Yeah. Yeah, you can say what you're doing. If you ended up, like last year, if you ended up hitting on your cups and your debos in those middle rounds, it worked for you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But if you ended up picking a Chenault and a... Curtis Samuel type players, my guys last year, mm-hmm. you know, it sucked. So, you know, every strategy can work. And if that's what you feel comfortable with, that's cool. But I will say this. If if you're a, you know, what's the word where you do a lot of drafts? Volume drafter. Vol- yeah. If you're mm-hmm. a volume drafter, I would recommend switching it up, you know, mm-hmm. you know, because if your strategy that you do, if you do it for every single draft and then the strategy is just not the strategy that works this year, you're literally taking an L across the board. What do you, what do you consider a volume drafter? How many uh, for, like for these drafts tournaments? You have to, yeah. I think if you're doing at least fifteen, you're a volume drafter. Yeah. At least fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of yeah, that's a lot of drafts. Yeah. Well, There's well, people that do much more I'm than not that, a bro. Well, 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 you don't need well, to be a volume drafter. The winner last year wasn't a volume drafter. Yeah, so, yeah, you don't yeah. have to be a volume drafter. Yeah. I'm just saying for volume yeah. because if you do fifteen, that means you've literally seen the board in so many different variations mm-hmm. that you're bullet. comfortable with. You could probably yeah. even draft without really having rankings out or like I don't draft with rankings or anything. Like I can get in a draft right now, and I can kind of have a feel of mm-hmm. how yeah. the board falls. Well, if you're only doing five, you're probably still trying to make sure the ADPs are right, yeah. trying to make, look at your own rankings, you know, yeah. probably looking at – By the way, when you mentioned that thing earlier as far as just following analysts, mm-hmm. I don't follow not one analyst. Right? They don't know anything about that, but let's talk about oh, that. Oh, that wasn't – I was recording. Let's okay. talk about it now. <laughs> yeah. All right. So <laughs> – I'm sorry. I, I, I just had to put that out there because no, I was no, slightly no. offended over here. No, no, no. no that's fine. That's fine. This episode is sponsored by Full-Time Fantasy World Championships, fulltimefantasy.com. Guys, please check the links below. Right now, we're drafting in the Full-Time Fantasy World Championship draft. Feel free to click that link. Join the draft. They have tons of tournaments to get into. Get off those ESPN drafts. Get into a real men's league. Full-Time Fantasy World Championship. Follow the link below. Trust me, you won't be sorry. All right, so Madden put out their rankings uh, this week, and I want to go through those a bit because I want because I know that for some reason both of y'all are millennials, and I don't know if you consider yourself millennials, but We're the fact that neither one of y'all play Madden is like beyond I play me. Madden. I play Madden. I used I'm to play Madden. Yeah, I'm an adult. I'm an adult. Yeah. I, I grew up. Currently I got, playing. I grew up. I, I, got, I got, got a job. Yeah. Yeah. I got a mortgage. Got what are you talking about? Come on. Yeah. 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 I got kids. Like, come on, man. No, so Madden put out their rankings this week. I think they're significant because it's making me kind of rethink and just like, like if anything, I'm just going to go back and say, hey, like I didn't really have this person there. Am I missing something? So I want to go over running backs for a second. <laughs> they got Derrick Henry as their number one pick. And you're laughing now. Oh, but so I just think it's funny. We actually put in value on Madden Rays. It like is that. because the players put value on it. Like they wait on yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they do. But five, ten years ago, they didn't. Like, they I, did, and, I, and no, I'm they from did. that school. You know, I'm from the yeah. school where. Matt has been around since I was in middle school. You right, know, Matt is right. not new. Right. I know. For and real. Like, always, you, if you came and saw me like in, in high school, yeah, like, you couldn't we touch were me all that mad. No, you wouldn't be able to touch me. Matt, Dante Cooper, and Randy Moss had his one play. Nobody could stop me, bro. Just throw on the fly. Y'all just go. Go and just throw the Exactly. So ratings have always been there. I think players being concerned about their their specific ratings is a new phenomenon, and because that has been more accurate. That's why. I mean, maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen the the. I wouldn't. To see I would, I would, I would need to see data. Yeah, I we had the data on it because so. we had the same discussion about like Vegas odds. Like mm-hmm. you know, Dorsey, you know, put in the group chat. You know, uh, Vegas shout odds. out Dorsey. Yeah, yeah they put Dorsey. it, put in the group chat. Vegas odds for you know wide receiver to lead the league in receptions or yardage. You know, same thing for running backs, etc. Mm-hmm. And 
I think it's definitely something worth looking at. But like, I always go back to the question, like, how accurate is this? Mm-hmm. And, and nothing that we do is is ever just the gospel, or nothing that we ever do is the only thing that we look at. You know, it's like a small piece of the puzzle to kind of try and bring everything together, or maybe put you onto some player that you know you haven't like really thought about. But I think it would be like interesting to see how accurate has Vegas been. Because mm-hmm. I did a quick Google search in terms of like who they had, you know, as far as their, you know, offensive player of the year based off of last year. And it was a lot of names that, you know, some of it granted were due to injuries, but some of it were just like names that like to me shouldn't have been on that list. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how much we put stock into like these Vegas odds uh, and, you know, these, uh, you know, matting rankings preseason because so much changes in season. Right. I think once you get a couple of games, it's a little bit more uh, e- an easier read. Uh, but, but now, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Asala, here's the thing. Neither one of you guys do a rankings. We don't do a ranking show. We don't. I, do, I have rankings. rankings. I, they're just mental. I have rankings. We, we don't do. care about Madden ratings. All right, right, right. But I want to go through this list. I want you to tell me <laughs> who should and should not be on this list. Okay. And if you should move Who people. shouldn't be on the list or, or how they're – I mean, here, but here's What's the list? thing. Top ten. Here's the thing. Yeah, top real 10, quick, top real 10. quick, because uh-huh. I do. I've played Madden, so I know how they. I mean, I, I've seen ratings. Mm-hmm. One thing you have to consider with ratings is they have ratings for every attribute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like they just say this player something overall this and that's is the it. Overall rating. You know, yeah. there's going to be a player. Okay, say a player that's dominant. Like say somebody like James Robinson, mm-hmm. who's a great inside runner, but it's probably not fast. Mm-hmm. He compared to another player that's super fast, like a Chris Johnson type player. Mm-hmm. You know that might skew the Chris Johnson guy's ratings more, even though somebody like a James Robinson is more productive. You know, but if the overall ratings, I think it's taken into everything. In yeah. Right, they take all of that stuff into account. But what yeah. I'm saying is, if you can, have, if somebody, a player has attribute that's so much far superior than yeah. other players, yeah. even though their output is not the same, yeah. it skews their their rating. Yeah. You know, so so not, when I no, look no, at no, no. Madden now accounts for that. So like when Matt, so 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 for instance, if you have like a Chris Johnson who has a ninety nine speed, speed, yeah, he's not just gonna beat you to the corner every single. No, time. no, I'm not talking about right, beating so you to the gonna, corner. I'm talking about how it affects his overall ratings. Like, like yeah. if it's all his attributes are one way, say it's all a constant, mm-hmm. and his speed is eighty five, mm-hmm. he's gonna have one overall rating. Say that, take that same player, all the attributes be constant, and he take that speed and put it in ninety nine. That's gonna skew his overall rating higher. And all it does is a change in speed. I'm so confused. Yeah. Are we the only two people that don't play Madden? Hey, Y'all listeners, the only two viewers, the, the two or three of you out there, if you yes, play yeah. Madden, please like drop some, drop. The let, only let me two know. I, mean, I need to know that I'm not I, I, like alone in this. I don't care, but if you want to talk about the rating, so so okay, yeah, go, yeah. Yeah, go over the rating. So you, so for you, Chris, because mm-hmm. what it sounds like, what I'm Mark. gathering is mm-hmm. you almost use the rate the the Madden ratings as your rankings, no. or it could be. It could be substituted to some extent as far as rankings for you. Is that what you're saying? That's no, like so an what, analyst rating for you, or an analyst ranking for you, basically. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, I look at their rankings, and if there is some outlier, I go and I rethink if I'm overlooking something. Okay, I'm open to it. I'm open to it. That's yeah. Right. Okay. Go ahead. It. Maybe, maybe the Madden sure. algorithm we'll, we'll, is, yeah, is, we'll, is like we'll the missing piece. Hey, we looking for every little yeah. bit of you edge. Go ahead, Chris. Hashtag stay ready. We may be the so, first ones in so, so who's Madden the outlier? Right Who should we be looking <laughs> at? That, 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 all right. So let's go through the running right quick. Derrick okay. Henry is their number one running back. Nick Chubb, C Mac, John. Nick Chubb is number two. Nick Chubb is number two. Wow. C okay. Mac is number three. C Mac is number bias. three. Mm-hmm. So we haven't even gotten to JT yet. JT is number four. Okay, so C Mac was number what? I got you, number three. Okay, well, we'll again. <laughs> and everybody's going we'll, crazy. We'll again. Chubb is number two. Okay, there you All go. Right. Okay. Dalvin Cook is number five. I like these Madden ratings. Joe yeah. Mixon number six. <laughs> yeah, no. I got no. I got no qualms and no issues this far. <laughs> Alvin Kamara is number seven. Okay, okay, okay. 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 Aaron okay. Jones is number eight. Okay. But, you know what? Yeah, hey Madden. Yeah. <laughs> I might Austin, buy your game. Austin Eckler, number nine. Yeah. And the most controversial, or the second most controversial, Zeke is number two. I have no issues with any of those rankings. I agree 100%. 100%. Yeah. So 100% with those rankings. Is there anyone Not else? the rankings themselves, but like the Wait, top Wait, can 10. I ask you, where was Fournette? He wasn't Fournette on the list. He don't belong on, on that list. Ten. He's not in the top ten right now. Interesting. So because the thing, the value of Fournette, for me, sorry to go back to that again, is just mm-hmm. receptions. It's just receptions. Okay. You know, that, that, that's basically it. So, like, a lot of people were surprised that Najee Harris was not in his oh, top ten. Oh, I forgot 10. about Harris. He wasn't there either. Do you guys, like, like Najee's going in a, well, Naj- I think 
I think in your draft, he he went in the first round. Najee, Najee's a volume back, you know. But overall, as far as attributes, as far as like speed, power, vision, like he's like kind of a jack of all trades. So no, I don't think he belongs on those lists. Like if I was starting a team, and I and, and you know if I'm going based off of like Dale philosophy, mm-hmm. you know, disregard situation and, and and pretty much focus mostly on talent. I'm going with all these guys over Najee because I think all these guys, even at their current state, are all more talented than, than Najee, including mm-hmm. Zeke. Was Dave Montgomery on that list? And Montgomery is someone who people brought up as well. He's not on the list? He's not on the list. Okay. Yeah. Would you put him in the top ten, though? Like, I wouldn't put him in the top ten. I don't, I don't even know how to answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> who would you put in your top ten running backs? Would you change, would you change any of the top ten on this list? Hell yeah. Change who? all of it. I not not the rankings, it. not the rankings, but like your overall top, uh, top overall, team. Yeah, not the uh, overall. Talking about rankings, the top saying, probably take out Zeke at the moment okay. and put in who? Probably leave it leave it open. But see, you can't like, like a check, like leave it. They didn't qualify. They didn't qualify for the putting somebody there. No, you know what? I would put Najee over Zeke. Okay, I would put Najee over Zeke. Yeah, because I do think he's he's pretty skillful, especially. He didn't have much of an offensive line last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he got a lot of volume, but, you know, with the volume, he, he didn't look bad. Like, he looked fairly okay. Um, First you know, three games of the season, Zeke looked better than probably half the people on that list. Maybe, but before, Zeke also Zeke PCL also injury. broke down, and it could be – He had a, a, he tore his uh, PCL. Yeah, I mean, maybe. That's I mean, down. That's like a playing through injury. Yeah, it, possibly. I'm just saying for what I've seen, you know, it's just – it is what it is. He played. And yeah. when he played – he just didn't look as gotcha. good to me as, gotcha. as Najee. Okay. No so, Swift either, by the way. I'll, okay, that's actually the guy I would put. Mm-mm. Swift in. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to have some shares of Swift. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple things with Swift. I think we all are aware that he's not the greatest in between the tackles runner, which mm-hmm. is why they got Jamal Williams, which is why they kind of compliment with him with that. He's got great breakaway speed. He's got, you know, sick with it athleticism. And he can obviously catch the ball. My word. So I was, y'all know, I was like in love with Swift last year. Like, like third round, it was an automatic lock pick. Regardless of like all that talk about Jamal Williams, 1A, 1B, I was 100% Swift the entire time. And we broke it down. I said, in the fourth quarter, this team is going to be down. Mm -hmm. And he's going to see a lot of fourth quarter receptions. Like literally said that on the pod. Mm -hmm. And if you go back and look at his receptions, they mostly occur in garbage time. Now you have a team, and we talked about the lack of uh, receiving weapons, golf coming in. It's like, you know, the, the uh, uh, offensive coach who, who incorporates his back into the passing game. You have a new offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. You have TJ Hawkinson, who I think is like, you know, someone who could like threaten for like top two, top three. You have Amon Ra coming into his second year, who I, you know, I'm, you know, warming up to. Uh, you have DJ Chark, who I think a lot of people are potentially sleeping on. They are. I'm not going to include uh, Jamison Williams because I don't know when he's going to be healthy. But now you have pass targets, and you have a defense that's getting better, and you have a great uh, or really so good you're not, O-line. So you're not high on Swift so, anymore? Is that what you're it's saying? not that I'm not high on him. Like, I think the avenue for Swift to like becoming a number one back is he utilize, or he takes advantage of that elite offensive line. And so yeah. he's better in between tackle, and he may get there. But we haven't seen it yet. We also haven't seen them just being willing to just give him, like, you know, yeah. a full running back workload. But I, I, I really worry about the amount of targets that he got last year. Because I don't think the offense was, like, this, the offense that we saw in the second half of the year was one that was, like, dedicated where the, that running back was, like, the first read or where Goff felt like he had to dump it down. I felt yeah. like Goff now found, like, a security blanket, blanket in, a, in a slot receiver Hawkinson will likely be, you know, is, is obviously coming to the season healthy. And then you also have a DJ Chark, a veteran but, receiver. But, and you have Reynolds. That, that was the other guy that I was, you know, thinking about as well. So but, I think, you know, based me, off his. But we're talking about Madden ratings, right? That's what I'm saying. So based off of like being about, a running back outside of athleticism, he's not like a great in between the tackles but, runner. But, but, he's actually like great PFF but we're rated. But like we're talking about extremely Madden low. ratings. Yeah. I would have him as my 10th. Why? Because, because he's I fast. Feel like, I feel like he has all. I feel like he's fast. He can catch the ball. He's strong. I think he's elusive. I think he has all the attributes. Would you take DeAndre Swift over uh, Antonio Gibson? For Madden rating? Come on, we're, we're waffling. Like, Just as are we like, talking about drafting? or Well, actually, for both. Yeah, I would. For both, yeah. For both. Yeah. So you think he's a better running back? Yeah, I, yeah, know, I, I do. I do. All right. I want to move to The thing with Gibson is mm-hmm. Gibson still is still 
for me, I feel like he's still trying to learn how to play the running back position right. Remember, mm-hmm. he was a wide receiver in college. Don't so play running back. Yeah. No, Swift was a running back. Swift. I know he was a running back, but you go look at him, go look at him running in between. I think the they're the same guy. But, but yeah. what I'm saying is, Swift was the starting running back in college. Gibson was the wide receiver in college. Like yeah, what, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't like he was like just a pass catching back. He actually was a wide receiver. Yeah. The running back actually in college for them was uh, Kenneth Gainwell and uh, somebody. Kenneth Gainwell was a starting running back in Memphis. Hmm. Crazy. And, and I'm coming around on Kenneth Gainwell. I'm not drafting him. Henderson and T. Pollard and all them guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Tony Pollard. Well, Tony Pollard, I think, is a year older than him. But anyways, um, yeah, as far as the – for my 10th guy, I would remove Zeke and put Swift in. Okay, um, okay. Instead of – and then Najee would be 11 and then Zeke would be 12. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So it's close. This is pretty accurate. As far yeah. as Madden ratings. Yeah. Now, this is where things get crazy because I want to go to receivers for a second. Okay. Top 10 receivers, Devontae Adams. Okay. Cooper Cup. Okay. Stephon Diggs. Okay. McLaurin. D hop mm-hmm. McLaurin, McLaurin number four, number four. Wow. We're not we're not we're not we're not, we're not gonna rank them though. We just uh, no, yeah. but I'm saying just Madden talking. hasn't ranked yeah, yeah. them number four. four. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay, D hop number five, Hunter Renfro at number six. What? Yes, Tyler Boyd number seven. That I have issues with. No T what? Higgins, no Jamar Chase, Amari Cooper number eight, Tyler Lockett, and no DK Metcalf. At number nine, and then number ten is Justin Jefferson. Number ten is Justin. See, Jefferson. See, this right here just kill all your your value in the Madden. <laughs> There's, I, I mean, like, I, I, I can't. I, I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, all of that is off. I will say this about Renfro. Okay, um, if you remove <laughs> blocking and kind of really focus in on route running, I mean, you can kind of squint and see why they put him there based off of what he did last year. There is no way that you put Hunter Renfro over Jamar Chase. There's no argument to no. make Hunter Renfro. But Jamar Chase was a rookie last year. Yeah, but I mean. So? <laughs> so he was a rookie last year. It don't matter. I mean, that whole list is flawed. It's like you, it's yeah, like you mentioned like whole you, list is you mentioned DK yeah. not being on there. I could see DK not being on there because it's like I he's, see he's a limited, you know, wide yeah. receiver. He's like a I mean, like obviously he's like a bully on the field. He's got like sick athleticism, but like, you know, he's limited in, as far as route running. You know who else is on that list? CD Lamb. Oh yeah, CD isn't on there either. I could see CD Lamb not being on that list. I could see okay. him not being. I mean, the whole list, you know, whole list is trash to me. I, like, all right, all right, all right. these aren't fancy football rankings. These are NFL Madden, football rankings. These are Madden ratings. I know. Yeah, these are these ratings are based NFL, off of them, like, like real. real. Yeah. Even yeah. so, okay, I would have so CD Lamb over. I would have CD Lamb over uh, Hunter Renfro. So you say over, that first of all, but you say Boyd probably is not shouldn't even be in the top twenty. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that, and that one I agree with you. Yeah, but you say that, but Hunter Renfro produced when asked. That's fine. He produced when asked. He That's produced fine, when he was Matt, the only one. Ma- are matter ratings production or are matter ratings how they rate the player? But how I'm saying how you, okay. how you rate the player is subjective. You may feel like CeeDee Lamb's a better player. But when but that's, what ra- position, that's what ratings are. But when put in the same position, he didn't produce like Hunter Renfro. But that's what ratings are. Ratings are are subjective evaluation of a player's skill set. But maybe their subjective evaluation it's is off. accurate. That's off. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. And it's fine. They, they could be know. wrong. I don't, you know, I don't they know. Could be wrong. I don't know. I think I'm there's something. I think there is something uh, to it. I, don't, I, I mean, don't know. the whole the whole list is. Fl- I mean, Jamar. I mean, Justin Jefferson is like that's totally disrespectful. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah And Jamar Chase. Honestly, just throw the whole list away. Bro. It is. <laughs> but listen, every single season we see a Super Bowl happens, and some player sits on the field and watch the other team celebrates and says, "Next year, that's it's only happened like the last two years." Man. No, it's and every it's really single the same season. Player, Stephon Diggs, like no, no, it's every single it's season. It's really just there are some players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's every sing- every single season. There is there's some player who stays on the field. And watch the other team. In basketball, we see it. We talk about bulletin board material. Jamar Chase is left off this uh, this list. I don't. I personally don't believe in bulletin board material either. No, no, no. I'm saying I don't. But Jamar Chase is like, all right, like, but y'all want to leave me off the list? All right, like he responded to it. Do you think that that's going to have an effect on on if you believe in bulletin board material, which I don't. But if you do, do you believe that, hey, like this is added motivation for a player? Like I believe a dog is a dog. I mean, yeah. you, you, you hear a stories about Michael Jordan. Like he would literally just like you can make, make up stories. Up. Yeah. Yeah, he would literally like, yeah. make up stories yeah. to like get pissed off about. Like yeah. they were literally. You could put a chip on your shoulder. For yeah. That. You could right. put a chip on your shoulder for not being the first wide receiver drafted. CD Land yeah. can still be like, mad. You going to my last chip? You going yeah. my last chip? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, so I don't think none of that stuff matters. He. 
he's going to do the same thing he's going to do anyways. He just might say that's the reason, that point, but he's still going to work just as hard. It's not like he's going to do one extra rep now mm-hmm. because the matter ratings were high enough. Like, he's still mm-hmm. going to do what he does. So, no. Nah. I don't know. What does it mean that, like, the Vegas Raiders have two receivers, like, that's ranked this high? Like, do you think that we should revisit Derek Carr in that offense or? I have, I literally have zero shares of Derek Carr. And it's not that I'm necessarily against him. It's just that, like, he goes right after Dak Prescott, you know. So I feel like everybody's kind of on him as, like, that 12th or 13th uh, QB. And to be quite honest, I don't see much of a difference between him and Cousins. And I think in a vacuum, I'd probably maybe would lean Kirk Cousins is like nasty as that sounds. I really do. Hmm. Because I don't know what McDaniels is going to do from a balance standpoint. Like, I don't know how much they plan on passing. I don't know how many three wide receiver sets they plan on having. Like, I don't know if they want to have like a more balanced offense with the run game. You know, their defense is not, you know, is one that I think is like struggling. Their offensive line is it. I mean, their offensive line is like probably one of the worst in the league. So like how much time is he really going to, like there's a lot of question marks that I have with that team. And I wouldn't mind Carr if I could get him like where Cousins is, but like if I could just like wait three more rounds and then just get Kirk Cousins, then I'll do that. By the way, uh, the end of August, like right before the season starts, I'm going to simulate Madden and I'm going to draft a team based solely on the end of the year stats on oh, that. You like burning money, okay? So, <laughs> so I'm drafting a team solely on those stats. By okay. the way, right. so so good luck. All right, and if that team wins, <laughs> if that team wins at all, then I don't want to hear nothing. All right. Um, but I got a pretty good amount of time out of that topic. I know that it was agonizing for y'all because y'all don't really yeah, that's respect fine. Madden, Do all the matter you want, man. But uh, we got a pretty good amount of time. I, out you of know, that. me, Abby, probably the only people that don't play Madden, so it's all good. Yeah, right. yeah. Hey guys, if you haven't liked, rate, subscribe this episode, please. Hit that subscribe button right now. Please like this episode. Yeah, follow us on Twitter, by the way. Yeah. A underscore underscore Deo. If, if it's written right there, that's what I'm pointing at right now. So. <laughs> two underscores. Yeah, two, two underscores. Underscore, underscore, Who puts underscore. two underscores? I, could, I couldn't find I you did. for the longest. <laughs> <laughs> I, do. I try to stay incognito, you know, just try to, you know. So I did a draft, like a mock draft on ESPN, because, again, I don't want to waste any more money. Because I'm still trying to, you know, scratch that itch without, like, drafting. <laughs> so I'm doing these BS mock drafts on ESPN. But I drafted uh, e- ETN and uh, Penny. They have the same bye week. Do you guys care about bye weeks at all? It doesn't matter, especially with bye weeks being, like, I think their bye week was the 11th. 11. Yeah. No. So, like, that late, like, the whole landscape is going to be different at that point. And I'm pretty I sure. I just don't care about bye week because – Things change so much during the season. You might end up getting a waiver wire ad that yeah, is perfect fits outside in of right best there. ball, by the way. Right, right, yeah, right. So yeah, yeah best, I mean, best ball totally different strategy. But yeah, as far as in season, especially when you're talking about a late bye week, like what you're saying, mm-hmm. you have plenty of opportunity to fill that gap. You yeah. Know? So I, I wouldn't be worried about it at all. Also, like, what about strength of schedule? I know that we had an episode last season about. Sorry, I will say schedule. this one th- one thing about the bye weeks. Uh, you know, best ball and large field tournament. I guess maybe maybe more so large field redraft tournaments. Uh, you know, some of those bye weeks are in the playoff weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Week and there's some like yeah, yeah, and and there's some like really really good players. Including Jonathan Taylor. There's some really mm-hmm. really good players. So like I think I've kind of gotten to the point where like I just like don't even think about it even in that respect either. Like mm-hmm. well, I just, for me you know, the goal because with with, with FFPC. If you end the season as the number one seed or and even that number two seed, you get an automatic bid to the yeah. tournament regardless of how the playoffs play out. Mm. So I kind of my, – my whole mindset is try to end up with one of those top two seeds. Yeah. Then the mm-hmm. playoffs don't even matter. Of course, you know, obviously you, you reduce your, your opportunity of getting the, the, the league winning prize, which is what, $1,800 or, or yeah. $1,500 or something yeah. like that. Um, but, again, that – Personally, for me, that's not what I'm playing for. I'm trying to win the the big tournament, so that's yeah. really how I, I focus all my all my uh, yeah. my goals. And there's some advantage in terms of having your player the entire season. If yeah, you get hurt. So. Yeah, you never have to we worry about getting yeah. replaced. Yeah. yeah, they're always in your lineup. Yeah. So let's talk about D Hop for a second. It looks like he's trying to get a reduction in his suspension. Do you guys think that his ADP is going to rise, or do you think that it is where it is until there's some official news on it? I think it'll just stay where it is. I think I don't necessarily know. I mean, I know you know that NFL uh, Players Association report that came out and kind of clarified that 
there was no uh, substance or no diuretic substance found mm-hmm. uh, and that that was uh, inaccurately reported by the NFL. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's definitely, you know, been very vocal and adamant about the fact that he didn't take anything intentionally and yeah. that even what was found was like a very small, minute amount of mm-hmm. contamination and that the week, the months before and after, nothing was picked up. So, mm-hmm. uh, I... From what I've heard, you know, the NFL, it doesn't matter. Like, they, like it's just like a strict policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he goes late enough to where, like, if you feel comfortable enough, you can, like, grab him. Like, yeah. I think I grabbed him. I have I, I grabbed an eighth-round share in the main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, I can't pass on him in eighth yeah, round. Yeah. Like, you know, even if, he sit, yeah, even if he's sitting on my bench for six weeks. Uh, so, you know, I think it's just kind of how everybody thinks about it. I think a lot of people are, are very, very high on Marquise Brown. Mm-hmm. And so I think some people, there's probably a good amount of the population that are just thinking to themselves that, like, oh, he's just going to be the number one. And even when... Hopkins is coming back. He's an aging wide receiver. You know, I think mm-hmm. you kind of get into that narrative. Like, if you like a player, and then you want to like create an argument or a narrative, mm-hmm. like you will like really drop somebody down. So that like, if you like on Marquise Brown, then your thought is, oh, he could just end up being the number one the entire year. And then even when D Hop comes back, we saw him get injured last year. He maybe loses a step, or or you know, uh, him and you know Marquise Brown and Kyler have already kind of connected, and and D Hop is going to get left out. Yeah. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, if D Hop is healthy, like D Hop going, you know, he going to alpha his way to to the number one spot over Marquise Brown. That's just my opinion, though. Oh yeah, Dio. Let's say that that his suspension gets reduced to two games. Don't where ask do you, me this question. Man. Where do you think he should go? Uh, don't ask me this question because I don't think anything that y'all are saying is relevant right now. I don't. I don't. I saw that when y'all posted the report in the group chat. I hadn't seen it yet, so yeah. y'all posting it was the first time I saw it. But I think it essentially said the NFL Network reported X, Y, and Z as far as the substance, and that's inaccurate. Yada yada yada. I mean, the NFL Network is not the NFL. But but the NFLPA put it out, and that's significant. No, the NFLPA put out that the NFL Network reported it incorrectly. You no, I thought, I thought the NFLPA put out that that there wasn't a positive test, per se. No, no, no. The message said the, NFL, the NFLPA put the message out. They said that the NFL Network reported inaccurately that yeah. the substance was XYZ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're basically coming out and saying that's not the case. NFL Network reported yeah. wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. What I'm saying is that's NFL Network is not the NFL. Yeah. Right. The NFL didn't do anything. But the NFL, the NFL was PA chilling. is still significant that they would put out a statement. Why put out that statement? Well, they're statement? just putting out – that's, that's uh, just public perception. You know, and like Abby was just saying, from what I've always heard about all of this, it's extremely strict. It's mm-hmm. not a thing where it's like, oh, well, let's now reconsider because – you know, somebody says something this or that. Uh, everything we know about the situation, NFL was aware of before it even got to our ears. Mm-hmm. You know, th- they were most likely arguing all these cases once they first heard about the suspension. Oh, it mm-hmm. still is what it is. You he know, also refused an appeal, or he didn't refuse to appeal, but I don't think he appealed. Uh, so I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I mean, that seems to be different now, though. I mean, like there seems to be some type of mechanism. I, I think you now you you to- having any type of I mean, you know, we, we definitely, you know, subscribe to the stay ready philosophy, but I think if you have any kind of hope hinging on potentially having his suspension reduced, I think that's it's I, I would like I would like that to the Kamara situation. Like I just took Kamara at three. No, that's different. You know why that's different? Because Diop has been suspended. But for me it's not it's not different. Because okay. like I took him at two twelve. In my mind he's suspended for six games. Okay. But there's a chance that it may not be. Well, I look at the opposite because yeah. Diop has been suspended. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. happened. This, the yeah. NFL has put down their ruling; he's gone. Kamara, nothing has That's happened. Been, yeah, but we're yeah. saying it might most likely will happen. So you know, it's almost yeah. like I, I like to look at things at face value. You know, yeah. what what is things looking at right now at this mm-hmm. moment? I don't want to try to convince myself of something else because I can start to get into the weeds with things. So, yeah. wasn't that like a defensive player, like a defensive lineman who? Like claim to have ate like some bad meat. That's for the Texans. Yeah, and then like he was suspended, and then like they came back and reduced that suspension. That was uh, a Dwayne Brown. Yeah, he went to Mexico. Yeah, Yeah. he ate some bad meat in Mexico. The Texans went to, but that was part of the thing. They reduced it. They reduced it. So that's part of the thing. He said that um, it was part of the the NFL sanctioned trip, Mm -hmm. and he ate the food at the NFL. The area the NFL had them in, Mm, and so he almost kind of put the blame on the NFL a little bit. Like, hey. 
You know, this is and it was foo. You know, he actually yeah. was able to prove that. Yeah. You know, and it was that NFL gonna do like, oh, you know, you yeah, know, well, we don't shoot, believe that in Mexico. Don't you know, know, so yeah. yeah. Why was, was he different. the only player though? Why yeah. was he the only player? That, that was food, him. though. That was totally different. So he's the but only person. Why was he the only player? That, yeah, why was he the only because player? Because the NFL, it was an NFL Mexico game. I know, but I know, why bro. was he the only player who yeah, ate that, that you're one talking about that got the contaminated food? Yeah. yeah, I think he had an argument for that too. Like he he covered all his bases. Like yeah. I think he went yeah, out know, on his own to go eat. I don't think it was like I mean, a, to, a to, team dinner. or anything The one thing to me that's interesting about this D Hop is how small. Like I mean, it was like barely over the limit, and the fact that like. I think you know the uh, the testing right before and right after were both negative. That's irrelevant for that particular. To me, man. It's not irrelevant from a standpoint of like to me it's irrelevant. That, like if if he did take something, you wouldn't have a negative before and after to, the way that it again, did. To me, it's irrelevant because he's been suspended. Like that's it. Like the argument. But Dwayne Brown was suspended, and he had an argument, and he went to the NFL no, but, and he got but, reduced. But again, that was that was totally different. He's able to justify it. You know, he his. I know, but a, what if D Hop can justify? Yeah, it. what if he can but, justify? But, it? How is D Hop going to justify? Because that's why the NFL. Because, no, 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 the difference is Dwayne Brown can say he ate something that did this. What what D Hop can say he he tested for a banned substance. He can't say Barely, I ate something what he can or do is he, like that. What he could do is he can get a medical professional and say, look, there's no way that he took you know these controlled substances and tested this small no and then didn't test. Fuck, going to be able to just say that, man. I think, I think yes, you can. I mean, based on the substance, you can actually do y'all, that. Y'all yes, acting like D Hop has been the first one that's had any kind of situation like this. I mean, to the level at which ha, has had there been it? any other suspension has been reduced or changed that y'all can think of any other one? They're not all the same though. Just but, like but, you mentioned but, the Dwayne. But what Brown. I'm saying has there been the Dwayne any, Brown? Any other one? Again, the Dwayne, Dwayne Brown, Brown again was the NFL. That, that's a unique situation. But, but, any, but this is a unique situation. No, 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 literally, think about it. has there been any other drug suspension? Any other one in the whole NFL that y'all can think of that's been reduced? I'm just gonna go to that Dwayne Brown one. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I mean, if yeah. you want to use that, that's an extreme. But again, we're not, I don't. Think, I don't think it's gonna change much. I don't think it's gonna change much. So, so the question mm-hmm. you're asking me as far as the the games, I, I can't. My mind won't go there to even. You can ask Abby that question because I think Abby's considering it's a potentially it, yeah. a reduction in the suspension. But I'm moving forward totally with D Hop. Are you drafting the middle? If the value, uh, you know, if it seventh round, sixth round. I mean, I don't know the rounds exactly. Yeah. Just okay. kind of how the the, the but, way the build is yeah. looking. Okay. And if uh, but you're willing to click the button even with the six game suspension. Because he's going to come back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's not hurt. I mean, he is yeah. going to play. He's going to be there for the playoffs. He's going to okay. be there for the tournament. All right. So if value's there, value's there. I, I wouldn't mind taking him, but okay. I'm not. I'm not taking him with the think of, with the mindset of you know maybe he's not suspending the full six games. For my mind, he's gone for six games. Yeah. All right. Same. All right. Same. All right, guys. Like that's the episode this week. Uh, that's all we got. No more Madden talk. No more Madden talk. Okay. Oh, oh, next week we got another Madden talk. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. That's all that we have this week. Please like, rate, subscribe. We're out.